Manus flat on the canvas. We are ready to rock and roll. Second round of action. There is a cut on Manus. Yeah. My man B Hop got knocked up, dropped out the ring last night. I need a little judo baby. I need me a little judo baby. And let's do it, Ron. Let's give me a See what they me. That's got face for me, dude. That's got face for me. Martial arts chat. Martial arts chat. Martial arts chat. Hello, welcome to Martial Arts Chat Podcast on tonight's show. We're reacting to last night's UFC 243 in Melbourne, headlined down under chat. by Adesanya Whitaker for the undisputed middleweight crown. Later in the show, answer your fan questions. Thanks to everyone that got in touch. Uh, and we've got an awesome panel here tonight. Before I introduce the guys, quick shout out to our sponsors, A1 Fight Gear. A1 Fight Gear use the latest cutting-edge boxing gloves for professional and amateur fighters, gym enthusiasts and kickboxers. Local and national gyms in the UK. Do yourselves a favour, go check out a1fightgear.com. If you want to get in shape, get back in shape or just keep trimming the fat off, then go to bskier.co.uk and use the coupon code MARTIALARTSCHAT. If you do that, you'll save 15% off your purchases for core sliders, straps, barbell pads, strength and conditioning programs, all at different levels to suit your needs. Beast your goals with bskier.co.uk. We're also sponsored by Fuel Supreme. FuelSupreme.co.uk offer CBD oil and natural nutrition. They will assess your progress in diet and lifestyle, natural supplements and complementary services such as yoga, mind coaching and weight cutting programs. And finally, we're also sponsored by World of Martial Arts Television. Womo.tv produces, finds, acquires, commissions and presents all you ever wanted to know about martial arts. And so to our panel here today, the greatest thing out of Lubbock, Texas, always a pleasure to have him on. It's my man, Mr. Kevin Jones. Kev, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. It's it's uh, it's still hot in West Texas in October, so can't complain. <laughs> happy days, man. Happy days. Good to have you back, brother. Um, welcome a man who's always over the top and under the influence from MMA on the rocks. It's Mr. Bill Wilker. Bill, how you doing, sir? I'm doing well, John. Much better than you doing that sober October <laughs> over there. Because I'm sipping on a nice whiskey here and, and about getting ready to talk about some fights. Oh, man. Sucks to be you. It sucks to be me. Great to be you, I guess. Um, <laughs> from a awesome MMA power hour, returning to the round table, it's Mr. Colin Crandall. Colin, how are you, sir? Doing very well, John. Very happy to be here. And uh, I think your show is one of the best out there. Oh, pleasure, my man. Pleasure. Last week we had, um, what did we have? Iron Sheik's boner, Chris Benoit. <laughs> we had the awesome. lot, man. We had all the chat awesome. from Mick Tully, and he's rejoining us for this one. Mick, thank you so much for coming back on. Uh, no problem, man. I'm going to behave myself, hopefully. I've uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, I have crept open. I'm not doing Sober October, man. I'm going completely the other way, man. I'm, I'm going to get out of my face October. Uh, so I'm literally right now sipping on an IPA. Probably the finest in its uh, it's a Lagunitas. Fine, probably the finest in its uh, in its price range. So if Lagunitas are listening in and they want to throw a few cases my way, right. okay, yeah, and then and then then send me straight to the dialysis unit in about three weeks. I'll be up for that. <laughs> Super man. Uh, gentlemen, last night down under we saw some tidy finishes, solid performances. Um, we said uh, on the, the the preview show wasn't that really a stat card, but it certainly delivered. We'll say that. Um, we'll get some reactions starting with the heavyweights. But Taito Vasa opened up powerful leg kicks, and then it was game over for him after that. He got taken down. His judo hip tosses, a big Ukrainian polar bear, uh, Sergey Spivak. I hope I'm saying that right. Let's get reaction with the panel. We'll start with Colin on this one. Colin, were you surprised how it went down, mate? 
Yeah, I, I was really quite surprised. I mean, I have I have great respect for uh, each and every uh, professional MMA fighter in the UFC, being that all of them can kick kick my ass quite easily. Uh, so everything I say is 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 of course with that uh, stated. Um, I, you know, I mean, what an interesting combination of this incredible hubris and, and, and co- overconfidence, a man as relaxed and confident as Tai Tuivasa was to just get his butt completely kicked is it, such an unusual combination. I don't know that I've seen before. Uh, I, I think this was probably supposed to be uh, a, a quick knockout for the, the, the bigger man and the man who is fighting in his own backyard uh, he looks like he did hit Spivak a few times hard, but he, he looks like he, he, he had no idea Spivak could wrestle. He had no takedown defense. He didn't know what to do at all when he was on the ground and so no jujitsu. And he, it just, it's very strange. I, it was a very odd situation. I don't know what happened. I don't know whether we'll hear, uh, uh, Tuivasa come out saying that he had a torn rotator cuff or both of his hands were broken or, 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 or if it's nothing, then I don't know. I mean, Spivak definitely looked like a, a well-conditioned heavyweight who, uh, you know, the guys from the Eastern Bloc are very tough guys. And, yeah. you know, yeah, maybe Tuivasa just underestimated him. But I don't know. I, I'd love to see another fight with Spivak to tell me whether he is just that good or whether some of the criticism I've put out there for Tuivasa was uh, was accurate and he was just that bad. No, fair play, man. Kev, what about you? I mean, we said there, obviously, it was kind of expected that Tuivasa would get the job done, but he finds himself on a, a hefty losing streak three in a row, man. Yeah, I'm not going to be as nice as Colin was about it, man. <laughs> Thank you. Two of us is the same guy that, that he's always been, man. He's he's sloppy, man. You You can see it in his physique. Uh, he's a one-dimensional guy, and uh, those guys get exposed, man. I mean, that I did never, I never thought it was a conclu- just a giving conclusion that Tuivasa was going to knock him out, man. We're talking about heavyweights, and Spivak has one loss on his record. I mean, he's only lost to, to Walt Harris, and he lost within a minute to him. So, I mean, it was it was a it was a real quick fight. Uh, before that, he you know before he was in the UFC, he had a notable win over Tony Lopez. Uh, submitted him coming in. Tony Lopez is a guy that's been around forever, and uh, he doesn't get submitted a whole hell of a lot. The, uh, you know, now that's and I I feel like and knew exactly coming in what people want to talk about about this fight, and, and after the end, let's talk about the winner. You know, let's talk about Spivak. Yeah, uh, Tui Vasa. Tui Vasa is uh, and that, that's and that's just kind of where I'm at with the deal, man. The he he is what he is. You know, and I want to see Spive against more meaningful fights, man. A guy's he's only been in the UFC for for two fights, and he's looking great, man. I mean, he's he's coming in with a ten and one record. Let's see where he goes from here, and uh, let's forget about where Tuivasa goes from here. Let's let's get him at least off these major cards. He was only on there. And you look at this, man. I mean, at, at first I thought maybe this should be the co-main event. But there's obvious reasons that it wasn't, man. The, the guy doesn't have drawing power outside of his uh, home country. So uh, that's that's uh that that's where I was at with the fight, and like you said, it was a it was an entertaining card, but but name recognition was lacking. I don't think this fight was any different, at least not for me. 
No, fair play, man. I mean, the, the you're quite right to say let's 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 um, talk more about the winner because yeah, I mean the boy here is um, he's still quite young as well, right? In the heavyweight division, I want to say he's only like twenty five or something like that, if I remember the Taylor tape right. And uh, it's good to see some some fresh blood in, in in these divisions, not just heavyweight but all round, man. I mean, middleweight's looking phenomenal just now, which we'll we'll get to for later for sure. Um, Bill, Bill, your thoughts? Let's hear it for this uh, heavyweight fight, sir. Yeah, I, I like the commentary on the age because these guys would be like teenagers in any other division, but heavyweight, yeah, yeah. <laughs> twenty six and twenty four. It, that's unheard of. I think. Um, I think the issue with Tuivasa is that he doesn't know what to do when Plan A doesn't work out. And you, if you look at his record, historically, once the fight goes out of the first round, it goes downhill for him. The only exception being the Arlovsky fight, which I kind of feel like Arlovsky won anyway. I think the judges kind of got that one mixed up a little bit. But yeah, once he hits a little adversity and he's not able to knock you out, then you know there's no Plan B and C. And uh, Spivak just showed that... You know, he can weather the storm and, and pull off a really nice submission. Credit to him for, for getting that arm triangle up against the cage where usually there's not enough room to get that, where you have yeah, to Especially for heavyweights, right? Yeah, and he was able to move Tiavasa's body over with his knees, just scoot that 260-pound body over <laughs> a little bit to make enough space to slide in between him and the cage. It was a beautiful finish. Uh, and, uh, you know, he went out a little quick for a triangle choke because that's – that's usually a, a slow blood choke, so it was a little suspicious to me that he stiffened up so quick and then revived so quickly as well, but we'll leave it at that. Yeah, no, I thought that too, man. I mean, he had, he had the arm straight out, but um, yeah, he, 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 there was no way. Uh, he was getting bloodied up, I think, before that as well, and I think he just thought, oh, fuck it, if I just lie here, the ref's going to pull me off. It's a better That's way to a go. Possibility. That's a possibility. On his shield, who knows, man. Um, finally, Mick, your thoughts on the heavyweight bout, sir? Well, first of all, uh, talking of hubris, two things come to mind. First of all, I've just noticed that every every single prediction I made uh, on the last show right? didn't come true. Right? That's one thing. But in in, in my defence, in my defence, I, I yeah, I was with the Bleacher Report on all of it as well. So we're we're both in the sh- both shit canned on that. Uh, like. I, I literally with Spivak is on this fight especially. Spivak, I, I was I literally said and we weren't even talking about the fight in the prediction fights. I was like, Oh man, this guy that is going up against he lost to Walt Harris, man. What's all that about? Yeah. And then obviously I start watching the fight and he, he, again, it, um as the guys were just saying, first of all, I think it was basically there to, you know, make the card look well, you, you know, again, they're trying to make it look Australian. You know, that's the thing to the average fight fan. So that's why they were getting in as many of many homegrown guys as they could. And, you know, Tuvasa, I've always said the same thing about him. He's very, very Jake, Jake, Jake the Mus, you know, from Once for Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. In a fight, in a bar. Yeah, great. But he's got no engine after the first round at all. And in this fight, it just literally showed, man. Like, you know, this is the one thing, you know, when he got to the floor, there was zero attempt that, you know, there was there was no no even no attempt for an escape. And, you know, I, I have to admit, uh, you know, what he lost to, they had no joke. I actually lost to that in the final last week at the, you know, the Europeans. So, I, yeah, trust me, I, I, I know I know you'll go, you'll go on it. But still, he just looked like he looked woeful, and I feel really bad because 
as soon as I saw Spivak come out, I was thinking, I didn't realise that Alexander Romelenko's got a son that old, you know, because he, <laughs> he, you know, like he comes out and li- literally, you like, he looks like the sort, of, he looks like the sort of guy that would be like sharing a room with Dostoevsky in some gulag somewhere, yeah. you know, like he looked like. He looks like stereotypical Eastern European gangster. It does look like one yeah. piece, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I was expecting ha- halfway through the fight for him to start going, Kaiser Shoji! Kaiser Shoji! <laughs> like that, I was like, this guy's a proper, he's a proper gangster. And I feel really bad because, yeah. you know, I, I just went straight for the stereotypes and then, you know, it, 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 he, gave, he gave two of us an absolute beating. Like it was horrific. Like it was like watching the nineties again. Like yeah. that was it was a god's honest truth. It's like the early days of MMA where you go, there's a guy who just has no idea what the fuck just happened. To <laughs> Nothing. Right. Right. He, 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 he yeah. struck me as a kind of guy. I mean, I haven't seen any train footage, but two of us strikes me strikes me as a guy that uh, hits the heavy bag, doesn't like being the nail. You know what I mean? Like wants to just get in there and oh, get the job done quick. That, he, he, that's the, that, like at one point. All right. Apologies to any of the guys from Eastern Europe who are listening to this. But halfway through, I was thinking instead of the water bottle, he was just going to be munching on a raw piece of beetroot. You know what I mean? That's that's how badass that's Eastern European he looked. Yeah, and he, yeah. he he looks like he's a very, very Spartan sort of training guy. But God almighty, I, I thought he looked good. But again, is he good or is, t- is just two of us? That's awful? the question. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I, I'd like to say, let's put it this way, whatever, he, whatever way it goes, he deserves to start getting some decent fights now. For sure, yes. man. For sure. Let's move on yeah. to co-main event, guys. Um, set up a potential fight tonight by me. Um, and we may see the hangman propelled into the top five with uh, the lightweights now. Um, they got the job done in convincing fashion. Dropped out a few times. Called out Dustin Poirier. Um, flawless performance, man. We'll start with Colin again on this one. Colin, your thoughts on how Hooker uh, performed? Hey, you know, it was a great performance. I... I just I'm kind of baffled about about Al Iaquinta. He has this brilliant performance with a win over Kevin Lee. He has this this quite impressive performance against uh, Khabib on just a week notice, um, and then looks like a completely different fighter in getting dominated by Cowboy Cerrone and then smashed by. Um, Dan Hooker, I, I, you know, the, the the Cerrone fight is really the most perplexing, and then perhaps uh, the the uh, some of the damage and the uh, experience of the Cerrone fight uh, led into what we saw with Hooker. I think that is possible that he just got hit too many times, and and that damaged him. Why he was so bad against Cerrone, though, I just can't understand. Um, I was, I was. I was concerned that was going to be the case. I mean, Hooker is, is you know, riding a good win streak. Uh, perhaps uh, there was one loss in there, I think. But he had several wins and is looking great. And is in his own backyard. And uh, Iaquinta is, uh, you know, was coming off getting completely smashed. I, you know, I mean, I was impressed with Hooker. I, I could not believe that. Iaquinta couldn't wouldn't try to wrestle more, and his wrestling was so ineffective. I think this was a bit of a shot, Al Iaquinta, really in there, and and probably had jet lag on top of his career being uh, past the the peak. And you know, I, I it didn't surprise me at all. I think that uh, Hooker is a tough guy. He's I know he's a good friend uh, 
and fellow New Zealander with uh, with Adesanya, who spoke very highly of him. Um, in fact, even Adesanya saying that he'd love to see Hooker headlining a New Zealand card. I don't know if we're quite there yet with Dan Hooker, but he was impressive. Uh, not a super exciting fight. He's not the most aggressive fighter. Uh, great counter puncher. He fought a, a really good American wrestler. Um, just the way you should, but I think it's also an American wrestler who was kind of shot. I don't know. I, 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 this was one of the ways I could see it turning out. I hoped it wouldn't turn out that way. Not because I really cared who won or lost, but I really was hoping that Al somehow could put the cowboy fight behind him and, uh, and look as impressive as he had the previous wins that I mentioned, but he didn't. And so to me, that fight just doesn't represent uh, uh, a lot and isn't, you know, uh, it doesn't determine uh, anything more about how good Dan Hooker is. I, I think against Dustin Poirier, he possibly gets knocked uh, completely unconscious. And I, if he wants that fight, I, I wouldn't want it if I was his management, and I don't think he'll win. Fair play, man. Knocks out unconscious. Hope they call it. Bill, what were you, your thoughts on uh, Hooker and Iaconta uh, here, sir? Yeah, this is a disappointing one for me because I've spent a lot of time uh, with the guys at Law MMA, and uh, I actually got to sit in on some of the sparring sessions that Al did for this fight, and I thought he looked uh, phenomenal leading up to it. Uh, so it was disappointing to see it work out this way for him. I think it's just a bad stylistic matchup for him just in the same way that Cowboy was. Two long-rangey guys that are good at controlling distance and, and have some pop on their punches. I also think that those low calf kicks from Hooker kind of disabled a lot of Al's wrestling. Oh, yes, fight. yes. Oh, yeah. uh, so that was a big factor. And, I mean, I still admire the toughness of Al Quinta because Dan Hooker threw everything at him, including the kitchen sink, and he couldn't put... I went to away. He's a guy who's swinging up to the last bell, even though he's losing pretty much every minute of that fight. Yes. Um, I thought Hooker looked great. Uh, I don't know about the Poirier fight. Personally, I'd like to see Dan Hooker and Paul Felder. I think that would be a fun one. Mm. Um, and I, I don't think this is it for Al. I think he just has a style matchup that doesn't work for him, and he's got to go to the drawing board and figure out you know, he had a small window for success here. He had to close the distance with Dan Hooker without getting into the clinch with him. So that's a very small window uh, for success against, you know, a guy with the frame of Dan Hooker at 155. And I think that's all uh, that's all it was for Iaquinta. I, I don't think he's I don't think he's shot yet. And uh, I think Hooker looks good as well. And uh, I think he's going to make a big jump in the rankings and we'll see how he does against uh, top competition now. Yeah, Hooker's performance, it reminded me a wee bit like Rory McDonald, very calculated behind the jab, leg kicks, keeping things at range and, you know, clinch if you need to. It was, um, it, was it ticked all the boxes, man. It was, it was just a flawless display. Um, Mick, how about you? You want to see this uh, Poirier-Hooker fight, Mick? Oh, no, I would like to see that. That would be a great fight. Um, the guys have just, they've, they've totally hit, hit hit the nail on the head there because I was looking at it and halfway through probably the first round where, where he took that first kick and then every, every opportunity was switching his lead, you know, and it yeah. was just like, you know, every and every time he switched back, he got battered. So like he just like he, he put that to bed probably about halfway through the second round, I think, where he just he just went and he just went, he just went southpaw for the rest. But um, it, it was he just. Yeah, Hooker had his number. You know, he knew, he knew that he wouldn't be able to get in there, wouldn't be able to get the range. 
I actually I was really, really upset about this because I'm a bit of a mark for Ukraine. I really, I've always liked him anyway. Um, but again, you know, it, it's pretty much the same sort of setup as, you know, going against Cerrone. When you're going up against a rangy guy like that, and, you know, so some of the shot, some of the times that he shot for the single, it just looked pitiful, you know, like li- literally it wasn't, it just didn't look like him. And I'm really like, you know, so I, I was a little bit upset to see it happen because it was, he just didn't look like the same guy that, you know, like when you talk about, you know, just one fight. Yeah. I, I don't think he's been the same guy since Cerrone anyway, but, um, you know, my friend, Chris McMullen, who's a legends MMA and fitness in Melbourne, they've been there with him for a couple of weeks and he was saying he's looking amazing and i was like yeah man this is going to be great and then i look at it and it, it was it was literally one of those where i had to look away a few times because i'm just thinking this is not good you know we just see the dismantling of an individual because hooker hooker had everything and he fought a great fight for him and it's like you're saying about rory it was very very similar and again it's you know is he a draw? I don't think. I don't think Hooker is a draw. And you know, <laughs> New Zealand's a limited market, man. You know what I'm saying? So he'd be he'd be good there. But against Poirier, I oh geez, man, I'll tell you something. That that wouldn't be a fight that I'd want to take first. You know what I mean? That would be if there's nothing left going for me. Because yeah. uh, I, I don't think it's going to end well for Hooker on that one. But it'd be a great fight to watch. For sure, man. Finally, Kev, I know how much you love uh, Al Quinta and the guys up there. <laughs> Your thoughts on this fight and uh, Dan Hooker? Oh, we still got Kev? Kev, you still there, mate? Oh, we may I see him. a symbol for Kevin where it's muted next to KJ. Is that him? Oh, KJ? Wait, sorry, brother. There we go. Ah, we got you, man. We got you. No, uh, yeah, I was going to... <laughs> I was think I was thinking uh, when the last gentleman was talking. I think we might have like half to a quarter of a hooker fan over there, but we got uh, we definitely got one hooker fan on the panel and me. Uh, I, I like Dan Hooker, man. I thought uh, you know, kind of looking at the rankings before the fight too. I, I I was wondering why he was so much lower than Iquinta or why Iquinta was so high. Uh, but really, in the in the fight, what you saw is as Hooker throwing a lot of different looks at him. Ally Quinta couldn't think of what the hell he wanted to do because he was so worried about what was coming at him. And, I mean, hell, that, that counter uh, left hand that sent him down in the second round, that was, that was a thing of beauty. And, and that's what a lot was giving him problems is fighting, is fighting, out of the, fighting that southpaw. I mean, the, all the looks that he was throwing at him and the fact that he was having to deal with that left hand coming from a direction that he's not used to seeing it come from, it really confused him. He looked lost. In it. The, uh, then, and, you know, I think the only reason uh, Ally Quinta might be so popular, he's just been around a little longer than uh, than Dan Hooker is, man. I think Dan Hooker, there could be a market for him. And I love the fact that he wants to test himself by stepping up and, and fighting uh, Dustin Poirier, man. But but going into the fight, you might see a theme uh, in the future of me being on the show because I, I have squared up with the book and I'm playing again. Uh, this line was way too tight, man. When I, I got to looking at it, I thought there's no reason not to take it at uh, dollar, minus dollar thirty on Dan Hooker. I just thought he was better all, all around than uh, than uh, Iaquinta was, and and I ended up being pretty correct on that deal. So let's let's see uh, let's see what's next for Dan Hooker, man. I, and uh, you know it's probably not going to be Dustin Poirier, but uh, but but he'll get up. Whoever it is, man, I, I believe that guy's going to try to get up. And let's not forget he did just smoke my man James Vick. Who's uh, who's from my area in Dallas, and and so I, I was uh, he was on my radar ever since then. Fair play, man. Uh, Mid event, we see obviously Adesanya getting the job done inside two rounds, man. Drop Blaker twice, 
first time at Bell, second brutal left right hook. All set up now in it for Costa and last hellbender exciting times ahead. We'll start with Mick on this one. Mick, how did you enjoy the main event? Uh, no, I didn't. I, I you didn't know. Uh, hello, hello. Yeah, man, got you. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I enjoyed the fight. I just didn't enjoy the end. Um, I, I just have no idea what we you know, have. Like, it, we, we were talking about this in the predictions that it was going to be either Whitaker cementing himself and coming back from these injuries. You know, realistically, he's only had the Romero fights recently. Uh, and I, I was either he was going to cement his, he was going to cement the whole legacy, as they say, or it was going to be a passing over. And it was like, right, he wasn't an interim champ; he was the champ, you know. And it was that Starbender looked amazing. Just like a couple of times when like Whitaker started looking like his old self, and he started throwing down, and a couple of those kicks. That time when he he just threw that round kick, and like, you know. Starbender just literally moved like two inches away and that was the point where I was like shit man that guy is the matrix and it it, it was an an amazing fight Um, but again because again because I'm a Wicker fan I was a little bit I was a little bit upset to see just you know you know you know if it was a close fight I could have lived with it but when you just see somebody so totally outclassed yeah yeah yeah, and and, and it, it literally is it's one of those moments where you go Dude, I really hope this is you now, because uh, there, there's a new, there's a new, there's a new sheriff in town. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, yeah. it, 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 the one thing about it is because he dismantled such a like a badass as Whitaker, it's going to make this Costa look amazing. And of course, you know the one thing you got to get Costa is he turned up wearing. I, don't, I all I know is what was I don't know who I don't know who was more pissed off, right? Conor McGregor when he finds out that Paolo Costa's raided his wardrobe, yeah, <laughs> right? Because Jesus, man, that, that there's pimp and there's pimp, right? You see that Versace shirt he was wearing last night, but but it was the bad mouthing that he came out with afterwards, and he's now talking about he's got, you know, he's on about killing him and stuff, and it's going to be a gruesome end and that. And you're like, this is ridiculous, but it's good. This is going to be that like you're not going to have to struggle to sell that fight. I know oh, for sure. Definitely not. I mean, yeah, I, w- I wanted to see it after the Romero Costa fight for sure. Um, yeah. But w- no matter what happened in this fight, I wanted to see it. And yeah, uh, oh, oh, I, I know you're saying about that trash talk. I'm going to kill you. It's like we don't really need that. We want to see the fight as it is. I don't know how much that's going to boost sales or whatever, man. But yeah, definitely looking forward. Well, to that the, for well, sure. the only thing, yeah, yeah, you know, John, the only the only sales that's going to boost are the idiots that I always end up having to sit next to when I go to an MMA show. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that, you're like right, okay. <laughs> Well, who let who let this douchebag in? And they're, they're not. And the thing is, they're normally wearing they're normally wearing a shirt that Costa's given them. You know what I mean? That, you can always tell. You know, you walk in, you go, really? Yeah. yeah. I don't think I don't think loafers are what you need to be wearing today, my friend. But yeah, it, it, I was I was uh, I, I, I I was upset, but I, I was up for uh, I, the fight. I thought was amazing. Yeah, I thought I, I thought I thought Israel was amazing. I, yeah, I just thought he was something else. And, uh, you know, I've, I've enjoyed the hype train to this point, but now I don't believe it's hype now. I, 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 I really believe he moves better than Anderson Silva moved when we thought Anderson Silva moved well. Yeah, you, know, you said you that know, in the previous like, show, man, and I was yeah, like, well, um, I don't know. And now I'm totally convinced, totally man, convinced. Hey, I'll tell you something. When that, literally, when that kick went flying past his head, I looked at it and I was like, wait a minute, it's Quentin Tarantino done like some Foxy Brown 
mash up with like the Matrix or something. Because it was like, God almighty. I didn't know there was a black neon. But yeah, it was uh, unbelievable, man. It was great. I, yeah, I really enjoyed really enjoyed the fight. Just feel sorry for Bobby Knuckles, man. For sure, man. Okay, if how you, mate? Um, I know you were back and forth on your pick. Um, is, is this how you expected it to go down, mate? I'm not. I would say I'm not surprised about it. Uh, not how I expected it to go down by means. I don't know. You know, I was back and forth, man. I was watching this line, and uh, you know, I, I just I I kind of liked Whitaker uh, to get in there and and make a fight of it, but uh, he, he never really got a chance to. Uh, Israel Asante, man. I mean, you, you always hear the comparisons to Anderson Silva, or uh, or the comparisons to John Jones, is who I was comparing to more. Uh, but but in the actuality, man, he, he's Israel Adesanya, man. The last stylebender is the perfect fucking uh, ring name or nickname for him. You know, the uh, what he what he did, the things he does in there, I mean, you're not supposed to be able to do the punches he throws bending backwards like he's fucking doing. Uh, it's it's just it's just it's just crazy to watch, man. It's one of those uh, one of those guys, man. I think Daniel Cormier even said I used to say it about John Jones. When the guy's fighting, you got to watch him. You yeah. got to see what he's going to do next. And, uh, and I, I didn't think there was any hype behind him. And I knew he was the real deal. But, you know, we've seen Whitaker. And Whitaker had the, those, uh, you know, he had some mental issues and had some things going on uh, personally with him, uh, including those injuries that, you know, I didn't think we had seen the best of him yet. But you really saw him come in there with one game plan. As much as we saw Dan Hooker establish his jab in the, in the co-main event, Whitaker came in there with dead set. I'm gonna, I'm gonna establish a jab against this guy, man. And that, that was not the way to go. And as he's slipping his head out to the right, I mean, he's, he's leaving himself wide open to the crazy shit this guy's got coming at him. When you're fighting a guy like Israel Adesanya, I really don't think you can have a plan that, that this is what we're gonna do because you got to be prepared for everything that he's gonna do, you know. And you, and you can't prepare for all of them. So you got to find some kind of medium in there, and that's that's the. Uh, that's why you don't see guys like that taking too many losses. But yeah, man, uh, I, I'm I'm definitely on board with this. is uh, This is an error. The guy's 30 years old. Uh, I think he can run this division for a while, man. I don't think he should jump up and try to uh, go to light heavyweight too soon, man. Because you know, if you if you go up there chasing a John Jones fight, which I know they can go back and forth. I mean, John Jones is a. Uh, it, it's it's going to be a while till you talk about fighting a guy that's. Uh, it's a big light heavyweight, and Adesanya is, is a long middleweight, and there's no reason why he can't stay down there and, uh, and run the division for a while. I don't see anybody out there that can give him any problems, and I don't see how uh, Whitaker's gonna gonna come back. And I mean, and I don't think he was not looking for a takedown. I don't think the takedowns were there. I don't think I don't think anything was there, man. The, fighting a guy like that is just too much information coming at you, man. The yeah. brain does not compute. And, That's exactly uh, what I was saying. Yeah, and you're gonna get lost, man. It's gonna take somebody special to get in there and uh, and and uh, and test him, man. And and I think he's proved his test toughness in that in that Gastelum fight, man. He's he's getting nothing but better. The guy got say uh, he hadn't been doing this for a whole hell of a long time. I mean, I think he's been in the UFC for like a year and a half, maybe. And uh, the uh, his kickboxing record is uh, it's it's quite impressive, man. I mean, the, the guy the guy's been doing this for a while, so so welcome to the Israel Adesanya. <laughs> That's it, man. Mm. Uh, Bill, your thoughts um, on the middleweight title fight, mate? Yeah, I thought it was a great performance from Adesanya, and I said going into this fight that I thought Robert Whitaker is the the more skilled MMA fighter, and I still believe that. But the thing with Adesanya is he forces you to fight his fight. 
And I think the most impressive thing about the way he fights is the things that you don't notice. So, yeah, the flashy knockout where he's leaning backwards like the Matrix. But what I was impressed with was he spent the entire first round just downloading Robert Whitaker's every movement, his Mm. timing, uh, and, and kind of forcing him and baiting him into traps uh, without detonating them until it was it, the exact right time. Uh, and, and that's what really impressed me about Adesanya. And he, he forced Robert Whitaker to get out, off his game plan because Robert Whitaker was just moving in and out in a straight line. He wasn't cutting angles like he normally does on the feet. He wasn't closing the distance to try and get a clinch or, or try and get a takedown or anything like that. It seemed like he was fighting with emotion, trying to take Adesanya's head off. And uh, he was frustrated in there. And, and that's all due to, you know, the, the fact that Adesanya was able to make him play those games and make him miss all the while downloading his timing uh, just just to detonate the big strikes at the exact right moment. And uh, overall, I thought it was, it was a phenomenal performance uh, by Adesanya. I feel bad for Whitaker because I, I think he's not in the good graces of the UFC you know, with the main events he's had to pull out of because of the injuries and everything like that and, and the time off as a champion. I think it kind of puts him in the same boat as like a Tyron Woodley where they're not going to be in a hurry to put him back in yeah. to a title shot anytime soon if he stays healthy. Um, so it's unfortunate for Whitaker, but, um, yeah, man, like Kevin said, it's the, it's the Israel Adesanya era and and it's an exciting time for the middleweight division. I also agree. I don't think he should be moving up to light heavyweight anytime soon. It's tempting because there's nothing going on at light heavyweight, but there's a lot for him at middleweight to take care of. And, uh, I think the, the meeting with John Jones could come you know, one or two years down the line for sure. Exactly. It sets that fight up for, for a, a later date for sure, man. And let's not forget, like, I'm sure Izzy comes in, like, a good bit under. Um, he, he comes in, like, 183. So for him to go up to light heavyweight, I mean, he would be going up. He, he doesn't cut a lot to get to middle of the weight. I know he looks really, he looks really scrawny when he goes in there, but he seems pretty natural at that weight. And uh, you're right, man, take care of your business. Uh, at 185 first and then and then look for what do you call it super fights money fights whatever um, finally Colin your thoughts on the new undisputed middleweight champ well <clears throat> it was um, it was something that didn't shock me but I was really uh, disappointed in how it, it went down. Um, one of the things people need to remember is that Whitaker is a man who fought quite a while at welterweight. And even though Adesanya is not a, uh, a huge framed uh, middleweight, he is a guy that, that if he stays in the game more than I think two more years or three, probably will be fighting in light heavyweight. Um, so although it may not matter that much, I would not be surprised if Adesanya was, uh, 10 or 12 pounds if if you guys over there know the american pounds or or up or close to even what you might say one stone uh heavier um than uh, than whitaker perhaps i'm exaggerating a little bit but i think that 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 being the case and the great height and reach disparity for whitaker to have had a strategy like that just made no sense um and he started to look like kind of desperate as he was doing it, like he was thinking, well, this is the game plan. I'm locked into it. I'm going to try to strike with a former great kickboxer who's a bigger man than me, taller, rangier, and faster. 
And I just don't see how that was the plan. Um, I think that he's supposed to be a good wrestler. He's not an American Division I uh, type of wrestler, but he's a good wrestler, better than Adesanya. And for him not to have tried even a single takedown, not only that, but there's such a thing as as threatening with takedowns, touching your opponent's thigh or, you know, or side of his leg. Mm-hmm. show him that maybe you're thinking of it, faking a couple takedowns. He didn't do any of that. Um, you know, that stated, he was throwing hard. He did hit Adesanya a couple times. Um, but, um, yeah, I just, I just think it, 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 that strategy was bound to, was bound to lose. Uh, not for him being not a good fighter, but because of how good a fighter uh, Adesanya is. Uh, impressive guy um almost a similar attitude funny enough as as john jones i find which is almost like a guy who is extremely cocky but yet says things to imply that he's just a very humble centered regular guy you know which is always kind of a little bit of a conflict because you can't be both either you're a super cocky guy or you're not in my opinion, um, uh, so anyway, I you know I do think that um, that unless Whitaker were to employ a completely different strategy, he probably would never beat uh, Adesanya again. Um, and uh, you know, be that as it may, uh, Paulo Costa. Uh, you know, you guys may know I did an in-person live thirty-minute interview with him, and. Uh, He's a really nice guy, I, you know, uh, 28 years old, so I would even say a nice kid compared to my age. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, you know, and, um, and so I don't know that some of the heel stuff that he's, you know, throwing out there is, is you know, really who he is, although they say the same thing about Colby Covington. You know, I don't know. I, I do know that Costa really wanted Adesanya to win. He thought Whitaker would win. He mentioned on my show in the interview, uh, but he, he wanted Adesanya. I think that'll be a really interesting fight. I'm excited for that fight. I think Costa uh, hits harder than Adesanya, um, but but will he be able to handle the style, the trickiness of the, the matrix that is Israel Adesanya and the movement? Um, I think Costa is maybe... Uh, Maybe an inch taller than Whitaker, although they're both listed, I think, at six feet. Um, but um, I think he has a bit longer reach, bigger shoulders um, than uh, than Whitaker. He hits harder than Whitaker. <clears throat> I'm really looking forward to that fight. I'm excited to see it. Uh, I can t- sometimes be biased when I have a really good chat with someone on my show and uh, find that they're really nice and respectful of me and... and uh, and our show, and uh, and so I'm cheering for Paulo Costa. He's a good guy. I think he can win. I think it'll be an exciting fight, and uh, hope it's going to be soon. Um, and I think I think Adesanya, uh, should he should he lose to Costa, may think of uh, light heavyweight sooner. But otherwise, I think he'd probably do what uh, John Jones did and stay down at middleweight. Last thing I'm going to say is that even though there may not be a lot of action up at light heavyweight, so to speak. Um, there, there are three very tough guys. There are four. You've got Johnny Walker, who's oh, fighting, yeah. uh, coming up against Corey uh, Anderson, I think it is, right? You've got uh, Tiago Mejeta Santos, who were it not for a bad knee or both of his knees 
being uh, damaged in the fight, one coming in damaged. He could have beat John Jones, and uh, you know, and then um, and then uh, I think uh, what do you call him? There's one other tough guy, uh, the Russian guy. Uh, you, can any of you come in with that? Who's the uh, guy? The Polish guy, Blankovic. No, no, no. It's another guy sto- uh, who recently had a couple really good wins up at late heavyweight. You know, anyway, I've forgotten his name, but. There's some tough guys. Uh, there's some very tough guys. If I remember it, I'll, I'll perhaps shout it out. But anyway, I don't want to drag it on too long. But those are my thoughts. Uh, exciting fight. Would have loved to have seen it be more competitive, but it wasn't meant to be. And uh, props to uh, to Israel Adesanya for the great victory. Yeah, it's his time for sure, man. And guys, it's time for the final part of the show, and it's my favourite answering fan questions. Uh, I remind the panel of the one rule we have in the show, and it's simply don't wait your turn. The floor is yours, so let's get into it. We'll start with Twitter this week. Um, we've got El- at Els for Elf asking Kane versus Brock Lesnar two. Who you got? <laughs> I don't know. I asked the booking team. If it's in, if it's supposed to be in professional wrestling, then I think Brock's uh, knowledge of the crazy things that they do and the dangerous things that they do would probably be Brock winning by winning with style points. And uh, if it were an MMA fight, then probably Kane wins again. Although it'd be it'd be closer than it was. I'm saying I'm saying Mick Foley for the last for the for for the running <laughs> on this table. To, I I, I want to see tables. I want to see ladders. I want to see chairs. Yes. I Set on see fire. Donald Trump. Yeah. Donald Trump come in halfway through. Uh, Jesse Ventura maybe. The yeah. body Ventura. <laughs> oh, no, don't don't put like me on a- Jesse. Uh, Jesse, Jesse Ventura, man, that guy. Every time you can tell when he's lying because his lips are moving. Um, hey, I, I, I will say, I will say, uh, believe it or not, I think Lesnar, if he applied himself, that's the truth. Uh, but having said that, he's married to Sable, the wrestler. So trust me, man, I would never be in the gym if I was married to a woman that hot. And then, yep. you know, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna be terrible there. But that's the truth. As long as Kane wears that mask to the ring, man, I'm I'm with it. Whatever, no holes bar rules or mixed wrestling, you know, or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, do you know, now I saw what you did there. You're on about the Undertaker's brother, not the guy with brown pride tattooed on his chest. There you go. Oh man, I knew that was a question. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it, man. Like Kane's doing this, but he was blowing his knee and his shoulder out just fucking training for a fight. But he's doing pro wrestling. How is he not going to get into that? I don't understand this, man. Hey, He's, fucking, he's busting out Hurricane Rana's, brother. This dude yeah, is fucking... Yeah. <laughs> you see that shit? He looks legit, bro. Well, one of the answers to that is you're allowed to take uh, substances that improve recovery. Allegedly. And, uh, Alleged. Cover up <laughs> I, I, I really hope you're not saying that professional wrestlers juice, are you? <laughs> oh, I would never say that, right? Uh, come on. Some not, MMA yeah. guys not, too, right? Please. You're, you're not saying that Vince McMahon... That seventy-four-year-old dude who yep. is Jack. <laughs> yes. He looks—he looks like Joe Rogan's wet dream. Oh yeah, yeah. and it's funny—it's yeah. funny you point out that this will show my age. But about twenty-five years ago, even a bit longer, maybe thirty years ago, and I'll say I was quite young then. Uh, Vince McMahon, at about six foot one, uh, was about one hundred and sixty pounds in the U.S. Uh, weight. And yeah. then he went away and didn't appear on camera for only about maybe 
60 days and he came back and he God. was 220 pounds of muscle. <laughs> I love that you yeah, said yeah, 60 yeah. days. That's what it says on the tub. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, yeah but, <laughs> that's like determination yeah. to me. Nothing but determination. Yeah, yeah. That was vegetables. What are you talking about? No, no, no. Do you know what that was? That was all of the rival promoters that he ate up and chewed out <laughs> yes. in 60 days. That's what it was. He just yep. went in there and he just took over those territories. Yes. Definitely. As he did. Yeah. Exactly true. They're all on steroids. Allegedly. Oh, yes. Uh, at Shelley48PQ, did Bisping really fight all that time with one eye? So, yeah, I've saw that video too, man. That was horrific. I'd like to, I hate to be the first on this one, but I've been aware for probably three years that he only had vision in one eye. I'm not going to say who told me, but I do have some some friends uh, in this industry. And I wasn't told that there was anything like a fake eye but I was told that uh, Michael Bisbing only has vision in one eye. So I've known that for a few years, and I wasn't going to put it out anywhere in the media, and I did not. But um, that was something. And so I actually watched him fight against Luke Rockhold with that knowledge, and that I was cheering for him uh, to win with that right. handicap he had. And I was so excited. I was there in person and me and my, one of my buddies were jumping up and down for Bisping winning. Cause all the other guys standing around us and girls were for Rockhold, And uh, we stated before the fight that we're for Bisping a hundred percent and uh, that's inspirational guy. Awesome. That's, that's, that's nothing to do with the, the, uh, the, the vision thing, man. I was like, I was just love Michael Bisping cause it seemed like everybody else hated him, and they right. kind of turned him into the villain. And th and, that, and now you know this happens to his eye. Nobody wanted to have any. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe 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 we'll get some sympathy votes now. But but Michael Bisbee has been my guy, man. I love that dude. Fucking, I, I watch him fight with no vision. Mike 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 has had that. I I know I know I know actually for a fact that that is the truth about the eye right so that's the first thing i first met mike when he was back fighting just just before he went into the uh the ufc house do you remember when they used to do like big brother and they'd get drunk and was Lieben trying to triangle a guy on the pavement or the sidewalk or something i can't remember it was years yeah. ago now i remember the uh, just yeah. let me bang bro i remember that guy yeah yeah do you remember yeah remember come at me yeah. bro yeah, well, I, I met my, I the guys who used to run Cage Warriors in the UK at the time. Um, the, the, the two of them were good friends of mine. And um, I actually met Mike Bisping just after he came back from that. And it hadn't even been aired, but I knew that he'd been over. And uh, he, he was a badass then. And just, just, to, just to say, you know, when there were so many haters when it came to Bisping, mm -hmm. they, they did because a lot of them came from the UK. Because we would yes, rather but, have, we would we would much rather have a guy who would at least try and be, you know, like a plucky, you know, like the plucky guy that has a go. And if he if he fails, then so what? Yeah. Whereas Bisping's like, no, I'm going to go in there and try and kill. And like nobody was more shocked than me when he <laughs> dropped rock hold and got that because I was like, yeah, f you know, yeah, I would I would never ever call him a journeyman because he certainly wasn't. But he was a guy who would take a fight when no one else would. Yeah. And then obviously it. It's a proper fairy tale for him. I'm so happy that he's successful now with the UFG, uh, UFC gyms and the, the pundit work and stuff because no nobody really, I think the only person at one stage that wanted Mike Bisping to be successful was Mike Bisping. Right. You know what I mean? That, that, that's how it, that's how it works. And Kevin Jones. 
yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the uh, only thing that's ba- that's really baffling about the eye thing, you know, if he had been fighting just with just the one eye, is how he hid it from the commissions. Because we've seen fights recently where if a guy says he can't see out of one eye, they stop the fight. So, um, it, you know, so, it, 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 I, I just that. wonder how he passed those medicals, like leading up to all his fights. Question, man, I determination, brother. That's that hard work and determination. Deception. (laughs) (laughs) Commissions probably didn't expect anyone would want to fight with one eye. They just probably never looked for it, and he probably could do the eye test if it's like for the driver's license with one eye. But yeah, Yeah. they probably didn't think to look uh, directly into his eye to see if it was uh, perhaps uh, fake. (laughs) They never thought about that, but now they must. Most of the shits in Vegas, man. They probably just slip them a couple hundreds and uh, make sure they, whenever they do his eye test, don't cover the don't cover the right eye or the left. That eye. very well, yes. Are you call, are you gonna, are you actually calling out the Nevada State Commission uh, no. so that they how, can be bought out? How well, the only dare one we more do respectable that. than that is the Texas Department of Licensing and Regulation that handles <laughs> our shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Everyone's got a price, brother. Yeah, we're well. now we're discussing terms. Yeah. That's it, man. Uh, this right. next guy's definitely trolling me, but I'm reading his tweet anyway. At Drop Toe Maestro tweets, Israel Adesanya skinny, he no big muscles like Costa. He no Michael Jackson why dancing, he no experience, he no jiu-jitsu, he no chin, he no knockout power, he no cardio, he no champion. Mm, interesting. You, you, go you to know class. Twitter. <laughs> yep. You know shit. Yep. <laughs> That's a tough one. Who's going to jump in and respond to that one first? I don't know. <laughs> I think that this maybe this guy is the new champion. We ought to see if he's ready to come out. I tell, I tell you what, he is the champion of grammatical English anyway. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, adjectives, I, man. I think I'll this say is the this. guy that tells this, me he's not arrest all the time. If it were to happen today, Adesanya beats Michael Jackson in a dance off. Yep. Thank That's God you right, said. Thank God you said dance off. One is dead. That's why. Yeah. Something else off. Yeah. What do they say? Three may keep a secret if two of them are dead. <laughs> wow, man, we just went fucking dark. <laughs> Jesus, man. I tell you, man. I was, just, I was just about to make a Michael Jackson remark there, and I thought, no, Chappelle got hammered on Twitter over that. But come on, yeah, man, it's Michael Jackson, I... right? Yeah. Right. This is one of my dad jokes. Oh, that's another one star yeah. for the iTunes review again. Yeah, there yeah, you there go. You yeah, hey, do, do not ever piss off a Michael Jackson fan, man, because no, those guys, no. you will end up chained to the radiator listening to Billy Jean. I'm telling exactly. you, exactly, yeah. exactly, or Thriller. Yeah, yeah, and Bubbles the monkey sitting beside you, looking manically depressed. And you ask yes. him why, and he goes, "I'm wearing a pair of fucking dungarees, and I'm a monkey. No wonder yeah. I'm depressed." <laughs> right let's move on uh, at McGregor Rosie things I've learned from UFC 243 Israel Desanya is the best striker in the UFC right now Alaquinta is insanely overrated and Adesanya's fan base has potential to grow (laughs) sorry I'm still thinking about bubbles with the dungarees (laughs) (laughs) is this this Rosie McGregor is this this Connor's wife that's writing (laughs) hi Mrs McGregor tell Connor hello for us <laughs> uh, can't even get to us right. So the last one was Adesanya's fan base has the potential to be more annoying than Connor and Khabib's put together. Whew, that was funny. There you go. Mm. 
Well, I, I don't false? think there's, I don't think there's going to be much of a fan base for Israel Azadi, man. I, I, I think he's got that personality that's going to start rubbing people the wrong way really yeah. quick. He yeah. starts racking up wins. And uh, I, I, I was unaware that there was a big ally <laughs> Quinta, uh, fan base yeah. until I got on the show, of course. Everybody loves out on the show. Yeah. But no, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll leave it at that. I forget what the last part was. Or the first oh, part. I just got this vision in my head. Has anyone seen the Leaving Neverland documentary where the guy pulls out? Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen that. You've seen that documentary, the Michael Jackson accusations, right? Someone help me out. Yeah, man. And the guy pulls out the uh, the jewelry box with the rings. <laughs> and I've just got this vision of bubbles with the dungarees sitting pulling out a bunch of jewelry. And I don't know why that's so funny, but it's just, it won't <laughs> hey, leave I'll my tell head. You what. Hey, here's a quick sidebar, oh. man. What? When I used to do stand-up comedy, I used to do a bit about if I won the lottery, I wouldn't let it. I wouldn't let it affect me, you know, like Elvis. So I wouldn't go around wearing massive jumpsuits and eating hamburgers. And I said, I'm already eating the hamburgers. I'm not wearing the jumpsuits, and I'm not going to dive off the toilet, you know, out of my head when I'm 42. I said, but I am going to do the Michael Jackson thing, and then I, you know, not the interfering with children allegedly bit, you know, because you have to throw that. In. I said, what I'm going to do is I'm go- I'm going to get myself a chimpanzee. I'm going to dress it up in dungarees. And I'm going to walk around with it as like my court jester. And then if anyone ever asks me, you know, saying it's so cruel to have this, this chimpanzee, I'll say that it's actually my child, you know, and, you, you know, it's actually my kid, not a, not a monkey. And that everybody was booing and booing and booing and giving me a really oh, hard no. time about That's it. Great. Yeah. Oh, so oh, then, I, then I pulled out. I used to have a picture where I used to pull out and it was a picture of me with three chimps that I met at a circus <laughs> once. And I said that they were my kids. And I said, you bunch of bastards, man. I was going crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, but unfortunately, <sighs> up until the point that did you guys ever see the woman? You know, she got like sixty million dollars. She got the face eaten off her by a chimpanzee. <laughs> no, yeah, sixty million. Yeah, I, I, you know, she looked like Gary Oldman in the end of that shit movie that was with the Silence of the Lambs. You know, where he got fed by the pigs. Well, no, anyway. fuck, I like Gary Oldman, and I like that movie. Do you like that movie? <laughs> yeah. Shit, man. I love, I love all those my movies. house. Hey, I, I'm Princess. I go Princess Bride and straight on that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, everyone loved the chimpanzee until they realised that chimpanzees. Bite the face off, yeah. But yeah, my stand-up comedy routine oh, was around Michael funny. Jackson, and I never even made one joke ever about the very, very, very serious subject of those alleged allegations about him. Yeah. Which I'd just yeah. like to say, just in case any Michael Jackson fans are listening to this, <laughs> and they want to come around here and chain me up next to bubbles in a pair of <laughs> dungarees. You know what I'm saying? Just uh, Anyway. Oh, Back Gary Oldman. Man. I thought you were going to say Gary Busey. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to say Gary Oldman. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, let's move on. At Wikipedia Brown says, fuck Nadia Brown, reaches for the high five, then kicks her opponent at the same time. Feed that bitch to some killer. I didn't see this, but I heard this was the rumour. She went to do the high Keep five. Keep yourself prepared something. at all times, brother. Well, I mean, that's, <laughs> you know that's, I mean? that's what they This is a fight. Yeah, this, I, this, this is a fight, man. I, I thought it's a shitty move, but at the same time, Kim missed weight, so fuck her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? All, all, all I would like to say is: Is there any chance you can give me this guy's Twitter handle? Because first of all, I'm going to follow him, and secondly, whenever I need anybody to pay up outstanding bills, man, I'm going to get that mofo sending those letters because my blood went cold when he started throwing those threats out a minute ago. Oh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> Wik- Wikipedia Brown Mick's coming for you, mate. He's coming for you. Oh man, yeah, Twitter war, man. Postcode beef. Let's bring it. That's the uh, man. Okay, let's move on to the Facebook questions. Kieran Cobley asks, with last night's huge gate, will we see the UFC increase the amount of events they do in Australia? They're doing them with a big stadium down there, right? 
That was a, a I mean, yeah. 50 odd thousand. Yeah, that's, a, that's a lot of 60, that's a lot of seats 60, to sell, 60, man. Right? I, I don't know what the gate's like down there, but but you know, they they got a I, I don't think you're going to see any more any less. You know, I, no, I, think, I would agree. I, I think they've opened agree. that market up. That yeah. open, that that market's uh, open. They got a little niche in there. They're going to go there certain times a year and sell out those big stadiums. Put all their local guys on the card and and, uh, and sell those tickets, man. Yeah, yeah, three to four times a year, maybe. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, that, that, uh, you're, did, did, you're not going to see like fight night shows going over there. You know, no, 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 no anymore. Not. No. No, that, that it'll be marquee, it'll be marquee shows there now. Mm. Did, did any of you guys notice though the amount of just random chairs that were put out there? Did you? It, lo- it looked bizarre. Yes, I yeah. did. And how about the how about the wide open spaces between the expensive seats and the cheap seats? Oh, it was. Yeah. <laughs> that was what they ran out of chairs, man. I tell you what, the last time I saw something that badly organized was you remember when the Moonies had like ten thousand people all all marry each other at the same time. It was yeah, the same yeah. sort of setup as that. Very rare, very very strange. Yeah, it really did look weird. It was the longest walk ever from the uh, dressing room to the cage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. yeah, that was what that was the road work, man. Yep, didn't for have sure. to run. You warmed up with walking. At five o'clock in the morning as well for those poor burgers or whatever time they were on it. Um, Matthew Penny is asking, is it time for two Vasa to be cut? Shows no improvement each time he steps out. We kind of touched on this earlier, but do you think do you think he'll get cut? I think it ties back in the last question. I mean, there, there's he sells yeah. down in that market. Yeah. And uh, the the deal, man, the, it's not that the best fighters are in the UFC. You know, they, they're, they're just like any other promotion, man. They got people attached to them that they think they can sell. Or they can sell one day. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, should he be cut? I mean, if, 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 if I think someone mentioned that he was in the top twenty, ranked in the top twenty or some shit. Yeah. In, yeah. In the UFC rankings. I mean, shit. And my the UFC, if you if you added up all the heavyweights, fight. I mean, he's not probably not even in the top thirty. There's right. only nineteen heavyweights on the roster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. No. Yeah. You lose him or not? I mean, prob- they're probably not going to cut him. You know, yeah, no, they'll, keep him, they'll give him somebody he could probably knock out and do his disgusting shoey, and then he'll be right back on a main card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, you know, that was the most takedowns. What well, it was almost a record. I think the guy took him down eight times in a heavyweight match, and 10 was the record. And this was a guy who didn't look like that good of a wrestler and wasn't a Sambo expert and wasn't an American. Uh, collegiate wrestler and i i i yeah that one of you pointed out it looked like a a match from the 90s where it was a complete striker who knew nothing about wrestling or takedown defense and every time the other guy get got near his legs he easily went down and i just that was baffling to me more like a pro wrestling match from the 70s man i mean toriasa got that big ass fucking uh base on him (laughs) you think giant haystacks Sure, <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to yeah. be hard to put your arms around more so than the than the average every way. But yeah. The, the only thing that I I just I listening to you guys when you were talking there about um you know should he get cut and you know protecting the market and having a name and stuff um literally I I I don't think we're that far away uh, from the UFC just going like Bellator pride you know Bellator old school pride just putting the gong show fighting every now and again just be, for the spectacle more than anything because yeah. they're, they're, it's pretty much a juggernaut now so they you know they they've towed the line and kept it pretty uh 
are, are you suggesting they bring Bob Sapp back and put him against Tui Afasopo in Tokyo? In Tokyo <laughs> Dome? I tell you what, Bob Sapp, I would, I would pay money to see that. Yeah, but Bob Sapp's ace, man. You know, yeah. what, what's not to love about a guy who's as big as a house? Yep. You know, like, I'll tell you something. You, you, you ever want to see something crazy? Go to Japan <clears throat> and just be in the same town as that guy. Yeah, literally. He's a rock star, man. Yeah, Bob Sapp would be good. No get off. Yeah. If you put both in the ring, if you if you put both of them in their ring and add a Dan Severn in a triple threat match, I, I got Dan Severn at a two to one favor. <laughs> With those uh, shorts. Do, yeah. do, do you know how do you know how tough Dan Severn is? Dan Severn is the only straight man that still rocks up fucking Freddie Mercury exactly. in the stash. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's levels <laughs> and there's levels, man. You know what I mean? He's still right. rocking that. He's still rocking that porn star mustache. Yes, he is. He can do it. <laughs> <laughs> no one. <laughs> no one in front of us. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you him tell and him. Don Fry. I'm sure Don Fry still got his Burt Reynolds. There you there. go. Well, yeah, they're good friends too. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're in. That, they're like in. Uh, some sort of mustache aficionado club, you know. Tom I mean? Selleck yeah. in there. Yeah. No, no we're talking about. Hey, yeah, we've got Hillary. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, sorry, we're just talking about people with mustaches, right? <laughs> yeah. Tom Everton is asking: Rate Megan Anderson. Is she bang average or just needing time to settle in? Just to be clear for everyone listening, knowing this question has nothing to do with fighting, but can go ahead and continue with the answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's, that's what I thought. I, I, saw, I saw the question. to ask us if she's bang. And that, I don't know if this new terminology, but I think, feel like it's self-explanatory. So I'm, I'm yeah. looking at it as I'm driving in the car, and I had to think about it for a second. You got to think about it for a second. The answer is no. Yeah, well, when I saw the bang average, I was thinking, well, there's between her and Rowdy Beck Rawlins, and she's nowhere near bang average. You know what I mean? She's six right. foot tall, quite good looking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On on her fighting ability, I think you know. Just to be serious for a minute, she's the one who will admit that she didn't enjoy competing and she didn't apply herself. Uh, yeah, I actually watched that fight. I, I, yeah, you know, she wasn't really fighting anybody of any real note. But you know, the triangle looked good, and uh, she looked like she was pumped after winning it. Uh, and you know, that's a division where what is there like five? five women in it you know it's like it's like i think there's more i think there's more women on you know you guys got that show the view haven't you we have we have it called loose women women, you know we just have you just have like angry housewives sitting around a table there's literally a show called loose women Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's our version hey, of the view. That's it. Yeah, that's you're our fucking kidding me. No, for real. You're, you're fuck. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, but, for real? Yeah, but trust me, if oh. they were if they were loose, you wouldn't be interested. Exactly. Because when you when you watch like it, you view. get yeah. Well, you get you get free, you get free hormone replacement patches just to watch it. That's there how all these lassies are. That's funny. I had uh, <laughs> I had I had Megan Anderson on an interview early in in our shows. Uh, uh, existence uh this is in in 2017 and so granted no one had heard of our show then it didn't look quite as professional as it looks now but she came on and uh and uh was in her bedroom looks like she was wearing her pajamas and her hair a wreck up nothing no makeup no hair and she was distracted so much being that the cameras were showing a split screen other things and she couldn't look at us she was looking up at the ceiling half the time 
was one of the most disastrous interviews ever. Thank you to Megan Anderson. This is one whole section that, John, you're just going to have to cut. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to cut this part. Yeah, cut no, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at all in. Michael Jackson I, I can, and Bubbles, it's all getting left in. There'll be, a ton, there'll be a ton of dudes saying, there was a load of guys and they were sexist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The last one we got, uh, I got a one-star review and uh, me and Mick were talking about Brexit, which everybody talks about. But I think the guy must have listened to his Mick for, oh, five seconds or something, right? And then that was Really? It. He, was, uh, he was saying that we were racist and all sorts of shit. Oh, hey, and, uh, you, 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 what, about, hey what about the one that me and you did? You, you know the one? That's that the one? The, That's the, the one. one. Yeah, yeah. Well, the one that had the one-star review, the yeah. guy actually sent me a message. All right. Yeah, because he said, I can't believe you're a Bruce Lee fan and you teach Jeet Kune Do. And I was like, uh, Bruce died in 1973, man. Get over it, man. And he was absolutely <laughs> fucking raging. He would say, he would say, but you're a martial artist. You know, you should be humble. You should be, yeah, yeah, that. I went, I got into martial arts to learn how to kick the shit out of people because I, I ate a shit sandwich up until I was 16. I said, go and try and find your enlightenment somewhere else, dude. Yeah, so uh, I don't think I'm Love on this it. Christmas card list. Yeah, That's that funny. guy's listening. Um, <laughs> he can go fuck himself. Uh, at Mickey Gavan uh, is asking, is is he retarded enough to fight John Jones? I mean, that's Mickey Gavigan. That's a friend of mine. I got to give got to give Mickey a shout out, man. Mickey came to me first. Mickey started his uh, jujitsu career with me, and he came in chewing right. chewing gum, and I told him to take chewing gum out, and he didn't. So Mickey, if you're listening, you can always come. Answers on a postcard, boys, where the chewing gum ended up, right? Right. Uh, yeah, but Mickey's, Mickey's funny, man. But yeah, uh, I think he is retarded to take a fight against John Jones, especially if it's John Jones who's uh, doing any recreational stuff, uh, allegedly. Yeah. 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 Hey, He's no, not ready no, for John Jones here in 2019, for no, sure. Sorry no, to yeah, jump yeah. out of me. No, yeah, yeah. No, no, definitely not, man. And, and I, I would, uh, what we, what a couple of you guys uh, talked about earlier in the show, man, I, I don't think he'll be ready after a a couple of years to make the jump to light heavyweight. But as far as, I mean, if, if it could happen, I mean, if, if he could make it happen at any Love time, yeah. he, he is yeah. a live dog. If he's a dog, he is a live dog in that fight. Mm. That, that man is something else. For sure. Definitely. Um, Chris if Allen. If John chooses to wrestle, then he's in trouble. But anyway, continue. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, the grappling's the big part on it. But Chris Allen is asking, uh, who's tougher, the Koreans or the Kiwis? I don't know why it's Korean, how about a Korean kiwi? There you go. I know, I know a few Koreans and zero kiwis. Uh, I'm not. I'm no help. Not uh, not, uh, uh, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot of immigrants from uh, New Zealand and uh, Korea. No, <laughs> no. Uh, all all, I, all I'm gonna say is which one of those two's got a nuclear power? You know what I mean? That's I'm gonna it. go with the kiwis just in case I'm on their watch list. Is feminism yeah. a nuclear power? Yeah. Uh, Korea's got Korea's got everything, man. They got Tang Soo Do. They've got karate, and they, they're that badass. They don't even call it fucking karate. They call it Tang Soo Do. You know we, right. we fitted those guys out, man. You know we we strengthened them up. Really? <laughs> I think I think Tang Soo Do was one of Chuck Norris's original arms. But hey, the, Chuck Norris is still Tang Soo Do, man. Yeah, he is yes. still the man. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna fuck with that guy. No chance. Definitely not. <laughs> you want, yeah, you want to throw John? To... Yeah, you want to throw out John uh, the question of how many uh, people in the United States know anything about Brexit and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want you want to know good for them? I wish I knew uh, nothing hey, about want, it. Hey, you want to know something funny? Ask anybody in the UK about Brexit and they know oh, fuck all about it. I... Exactly. <laughs> 
yeah. but they're all experts at the same time. Man. That's it. Um, we've, we've, we've spoken about this a couple of times, but um, he's given us a why and how as well, which is uh, Kristen Myers asking, do you think Aristania stands a chance with Jones? If it's yes or no, why and how? It's just the X factor. I mean, that, that'd be the only answer I got for you. I mean, that there's a, that the dude does a strange, strange things happen whenever he's in, inside that cage. And, and, and when John Jones, you know, so and hell, maybe we've seen John Jones on a little bit of a, a, a decline, man. But the yeah. fight's not going to happen. I mean, I think we've, yeah. we've all established everybody's agreeing that. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'll, I'll see. Yeah, go ahead. I, I'll say this the most dangerous John Jones is the one uh, that somebody is talking a lot of shit to. And that's what Adesanya yeah. is going to do. And it'll probably yeah. bring out the most dangerous John that's Jones. That's true. Um, yeah. I, I don't I don't see it. I just can't see it coming together anytime soon. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the, it, the answer to that person's question, sorry. Uh, no, go ahead. Throw this in quickly. You know, thing. If, to answer the question, if, if, at this point, without giving Israel chance to put on some extra weight and chance to really work his wrestling, if they were saying this fight is signed and has to take place next week, then it's, it's John just big brothers him. Because uh, he would use his wrestling, he would use his size. He would come in, you know, twenty pounds heavier than the Israel, if not more, and just, you know, qu- I really think quite uh, unreachable uh, expectation for Israel if this were f- scheduled immediately. So if that was the question, then that's my thought. If somehow Israel has, you know, eight months or a year to uh, prepare for it, could be a slightly different story. But uh, you know probably would not happen that soon yeah that, yeah exact, exactly the same thoughts um it, you, there's the two factors there which is first of all he, he just isn't seasoned enough yet i don't think in my opinion to go up against the john jones and uh you know skill wise just if you look on paper it's not going to happen and then the second one is john jones is pretty much like a he's like a dual personality and it's like you know there's one of the guys was just saying there um, you know, you talk shit about John Jones. He he normally ends up punishing you for it. So, yeah. uh, what you know, what, what what Israel will go in there, and he you know he might be ready for the John Jones who's doing power yoga in the park and chasing muggers, but he's going to end up with the John Jones who's out of his mind driving at ninety miles an hour up the Vegas Strip. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And that, and you, you know that that's that's no joke. You know, John Jones, John Jones, an angry John Jones is a is something else, man. Oh yeah, you know I mean? he's something else. He's one of the only guys that I look at and go, you know what? He's not. He won't. He won't like my quips. I'm going to keep quiet right now. When has he been angry, John Jones, in the cage? The only ones that come to mind is Cormier and maybe Rashad Evans, though. Like those are the ones that it's been really personal. And don't yeah, get me wrong, that, yeah, it destroyed both those guys. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah, but. yeah, but that but that's what that's exactly you just you you just said it, John. It's like you know I've seen John Jones a few times, and I've actually thought he was phoning it in. Mm-hmm. You know, you know Especially when you see recently. somebody. You just, you know, he just isn't going to his full potential. Mm-hmm. And then, with, like, we call me a Jesus, you know what I mean? I'm Rashad. It was like, there was, that, that was personal. That There was points in there where, you you know, you, like the, the, it was almost palatable, the dislike, you know? And I don't want to sound like Goldberg there, but that's the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, there's certain times where you watch a fight and you just go, God, those guys really fucking hate each other. You know? For sure, man. And um, we'll take one more from Facebook before we wrap up, guys. Brian Shul is asking... Does Whitaker get revenge and rematch? I think he should get it if there is talk about a rematch. I don't think he should because uh, for his long stretches of inactivity, uh, I mean, I think he's what he's defended the title 
like once maybe you know i mean no this is this isn't his time and and really that's the type of fight right there that you don't you i mean your camp if your camp is is telling you 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 uh want to accept an immediate rematch against that guy after what just happened nah man that's not the move to make you know what i mean Let, let's let's throw let's throw let's take a, a fucking half a day off man let's let's throw let's throw a softball at you you know what I mean? Let's get this dude's mind right. The guy's had mental issues in the past, man. You don't need to get in there and get beat again by this cat, dude. You need to prolong your career if that's what you want to do. I would you know, agree. If you, I would, and I would if you agree. don't want to do that, then get out of the game. Yeah, I would agree 100%. He needs to He needs to take some time to heal up and, and you know, fight someone else and get back on track. And uh, so I don't know if it'll if it'll happen anytime soon or ever, but I'd love to see him do well. I like Whitaker. Quick thing, the fighter that I had forgotten about that's in the thick of things at light heavyweight is Alexander Rakic. <laughs> the refilter. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, next up. Yes. Yeah, um, me, my personal views on Whitaker is, uh, with his personal demons, with his health issues, uh, with you know, with you know, it, it literally what none of us have actually mentioned tonight was the fact that he was literally saved by the bell. You know, he was saved by the horn in that first round, and when he got banged, that you know, that was not gonna, that would not have ended well if there was. And, and five what he seconds. what he hit him with like two, you know, like is a they call it a hooker cut. Uh, I've heard him yeah. say in boxing, man. I mean, he hit yeah. him with two in a row. Who the fuck does that? Mm-hmm. I, I I tell you what, if you you watch that again, you see his eyes, man, and you're like, what the fuck? Because I saw that, and yeah, I I felt shortchanged first of all and disappointed. Not shortchanged because I wanted to see you know a big tear up. You know, if, if, so if, if it was going to be well balanced between the two of them, but it was like literally when he got that, I was like, God. And then he came out and I, I just turned around. My, I was watching it with my 18 year old son. And I, I just said, Bobby Knuckles has got a fucking hell to climb now, man. And then Max was like, I have no idea what's going on here. And, it, it, it you know, if he can get a route back up there. Uh, you know, and this sounds really, really, you know, almost treacherous. If he can find a way to circumvent round back up to get in, get himself there, then great to get into the top three, say. But if he takes an immediate rematch, it's going to be exactly the same thing, and he ain't going to recover. Yeah, yeah that could be it for him. Yeah, mentally, you're right. Yeah, yeah, mentally, 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 there's no way. And the thing is, as well, with Israel, as much as I love his fight style, some of the shit that he talks, you know, for a guy who's not in a good place mentally. Yeah, you know, you just don't want that falling on his ears. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, been, that's think, been serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Real, real quick, I was going to say, I think Israel's got Paulo Costa for sure first. Dana White uh, promised Costa. Paulo Costa told me that he's next, and then I think Gerald Cannonier might be in the thick of things. Israel actually mentioned him as someone he respected. Sorry for speaking out of line. Next up, no, no, no. You're good, man. What all I was going to say, man, is I mean, that, that, just think about yourself. And the things that you go through on a daily basis, whether it's problems with your family or problems at work, things that throw you off your game, and then your game is getting punched in the fucking head for a living, man, that that's a recipe for fucking disaster, man. I mean, it, when if if somebody, th- this is things that like they look for in uh and you know gamblers look for it all over the place, man. Whether it's a you know a college quarterback that's having problems with his girlfriend or a dude a fighter going into a fight that's actually that's going through a divorce that nobody knows nothing about, mm. man. When you have distractions like that, mm-hmm. fucking mm. it, it it reflects in your work and whether you're going when the, whether you're punching a clock or whether you're getting in between those ropes. Yeah, and and what you got to remember well, as well, guys, is you're talking about you're talking about a business 
where every one of your failures is fucking highlighted. The only job that's worse than this is ice hockey and a goalie. Yeah? Yeah. Because yep. you let a goalie, not only have you fucked up, but there's a big red light above your head spinning around and 15,000 people going fucking crazy. And, you know, that's the, that's the only thing that's worse because everybody knows that. It, 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 I, I, re- I really don't think, uh, you know, we, talk, we touched on it last time we were speaking. Uh, on here, we, you know, that, that it's it's what this is going to, how it affects guys later on in life, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, you only have to look at, you look at Robert Whitaker, you look at Tony Ferguson, and they're, they're two guys I hugely admire. But I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't fucking swap anything to live their lives right now. Yeah, no, right. We were, you were right, man, because we were talking about it last time, and, and nobody ever really wants to talk about this, but I'm glad we did, and we have a couple of times on the podcast as well, like how young this sport is, and what kind of you know what kind of things are further down the line, and there's a potential dark side with uh, with the repercussions, you know, the miles that these guys are leaving, and well, <laughs> there was a dark side to our humour as well when Chris Benoit came up in the conversation, but I mean, there's yeah. the, you know, there's a I hate to say it, but there's a potential for something like that here in MMA. I God hope it does not happen, but you know. Know, something like that needs addressed and needs discussed. Yeah. Uh, John, John, it's going to happen. It, it's yeah, I mean, it's, it's 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 inherent. It's just like I mean, boxing set a precedent for this, man. I mean, the, yeah. these problems are inherent with the business that that uh, that we're talking about. No doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. As long as there's an aftercare program, then great. But again, without you know putting a real downer as we're coming out of it, you only have to look at the NHL to see. You know, there was you know. Uh, he was a guy that I met who was a hero of mine called Bob Probert, who was one of the toughest guys who ever fought in the NFL. And when I met him, he was a broken man. And I looked at him and I could not believe he was the same guy that I was cheering on the TV when I was a kid. And then a, a, a good friend of mine who used to play for the Toronto Maple Leafs, who came to play in my hometown in Coventry, he committed suicide at 33. Mm. And and guess what? Guess what his job was? Skating around and punching people in the fucking head and getting right. punched back. And then right. they're like, oh, well, I wonder why he's got mental health issues. Mm. And, you know, know, it's 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 not just the head trauma either in the in this sport. Uh, I talked to I talked to a guy uh, one time before he was coming to a fight and, and he was he was a seasoned dude and coming down here to main event from from Abilene. And uh, he, he told me uh, that you're never 100 percent going out of a training camp. And he, we we're actually talking about Sage Northcutt missing it, missing a fight because he had strep throat and he was making fun of him on the air. But uh I mean, the way you have to train for this sport, yeah, I mean, you, you can go into training for boxing, and, and that guy's 100% ready to roll for these 12 rounds. There's yeah. no way you could come into an MMA fight and be 100% healthy. Never, because never the way you one, have yeah. to fucking train, that, that's it. You know what for I mean? Sure. Yeah. It, it's a different beast, man. And, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of uh, people that fight for a long time. And, I mean, you see it in the injuries they suffer, dude, and that, that's why they bow out. It's just like the guys in the NFL uh, getting concussions, you know, even back in the day with Trey Eggman, you know, he, he uh, the Cowboys are on TV right now. That that dude, uh, he, you know, he, he quit. A lot of them guys quit in the middle of career because neck injury because of this or that. I mean, it, this, this is a dangerous thing you're watching. We're watching two guys try to fucking uh, – uh, kill each other, man. Knock each other unconscious without with, within these rules. But then yeah. it comes back to that thing of, and I, and I know this is probably the, the not exactly a consolation, but the NFL pays so much better than, than this brutal thing we call MMA. Does that make yeah. it right? I don't know. Yeah, that's a shame. Gotta, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't yeah. be that way. Yeah, but no, but no, because ninety nine percent of those guys end up broke after their careers because they they waste their money. Living so the high life, right? Yeah, it doesn't make a difference anyway. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's it's it, you got to remember with MMA guys, we're learning on the job, man. 
And I've said this so many times when I teach seminars around, you know, and there's kids coming up, oh, I want to be an MMA fighter. And I'm like, right, okay. And I went, we're only literally two or three bad incidences that can be linked to CTE. And then you you won't be able to give away an MMA class. And when I've said this to people, they go, but MMA is huge. And I'm like, yeah, so is ninjutsu. You know what I mean? It's like, trust me. We, we only need we only need a bad one. Train safely. When I interviewed Dan Hardy, I asked him what his toughest fights were. And you know what he said his toughest fights were? In the rough house in Nottingham training. He said the amount of gym wars that he used to have, right. he said he, he, he's never really got over those. He said that, you know, going, in, going into the cage wasn't hard. You know, and I know I'm hypocritical about this because I always say the same thing about jiu-jitsu. I compete, I compete in jiu-jitsu and nothing's tougher than a Friday night in Warsaw at Gracie Barra, you know, no, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that, that, you know, I, but I know the risks and not only that I'm 50. So in 20 years time, I'll be sucking the word as original man looking to yep. see if I'll be in the next episode of cocoon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I yeah, I'll, be I'll, I'll be like Brian Dennehy, not sweating, you know, and checking out Raquel Welsh's daughter or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, you, if you don't know Tony Welsh, man, you know, shit. I'm telling oh, you. Oh, hell yes. Oh, that, that, uh, that, that, that's a chip off the old block right there. Yeah, that's an old she chip is indeed. The block. There well, there I we go. I had to add that levity there, boys, because I swear to God, I was almost about to put on an Adele album. Was, uh, yeah, was, we were going fucking dark there, boys. Yeah. We but these things you've addressed, though, as well, and I'm, I'm glad like we get a chance to talk about it, because, you know, we, we do joke and say things in jest, but there is a reality there of, you know, like, kind of like what you said, but maybe only one or two bad incidents away from. I mean, yeah. that's, how, that's exactly it. You, you had the nail on the head there, man. It's, it's, it's such a young sport, and we forget that sometimes because of how popular it is. We're too busy living in the now, and, you know, as much as we love this sport, we need to look ahead to what could be down the line, good or bad, dark or bright. You know what I mean? But yeah, I like exactly. ending on um, Raquel Welsh's um, Dirty Nicks. That's good, man. I like oh, it. <laughs> I, I, if you haven't watched Cocoon 1, go and watch it. It's very, very good. And uh, for any of, you younger, any of you younger listeners right there, if you haven't watched any of Jerry Bruckheimer's movies, go and watch them. They're great. Your testicles expand by 20% just watching them, right? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I hope you're over 18 when you're watching that, by the way. Uh, that, was yep. dis- that was the disclaimer. Uh, and, and on that, I'm going to go, I'm going to go home and watch Con Air. There you, there's a movie. There you go, man. Nice. Hey, you better believe it, man. I quote that shit all the time, I'm telling you. Yeah. It's the virus. You, you, well, you, 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 know, you, know the one, you know the one where it's uh, with Nicolas Cage, he's there trying to fire a gun and he's shit. And uh, Sean Connery turns around to him and he says, uh, he goes, Godspeed, what are you doing? And he goes, I, he goes, hey, man, I'm trying my best. And he goes, well, losers always whine and say they try their best. When it's gone. When it's <laughs> it had to have been home. The Rock, man. I, I don't yeah. know any other movie they were in. Hey, when it's gone home, I'm fucked the prom queen. Of course it's The Rock. Yeah, man. People, tell me, people, people say to me, oh, do you know The Rock? And I went, yeah, the Nicolas Cage movie. Right. Go, no, no, the Hawaiian, the, the Hawaiian restaurant. I go, oh, yeah. I know that Flex Kavanagh. Yeah, he's cool. And now I'm showing what a mark I am, right? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I live with my parents. Ba- I live in my yeah. parents' basement, man. Watching the, the Rock and the uh, Con Air. I was trying <laughs> to figure out if Raquel Welch was in Con Air. <laughs> uh, yeah, she was flying the plane. I was plane, pretty right? sure she wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One million years BC. Look for that. Uh, we, oh, now he's what, with yeah. the furry bikini. The, 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 the leotard there, yep. that's right. Yeah, 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 man. I tell you what, I was like that thinking, those those Neanderthals are Neanderthals. <laughs> they, they act like me. 
Yeah. Was she not uh, a exactly. she not in that second grumpy old men movie? And she looked good in there. No, that was Sophia Loren, I think. Oh man, well, you, you know that's two of you get confused. <laughs> Pretty close, yeah. They, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those women they all look the same. They're like they're like Japanese tourists. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. like Italian Japanese tourists. Uh, now you're talking. I tell you what, John. What you need to do is we need to talk about the best martial arts movies. One 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 show. That, that's the that's question, actually. Now you're talking. That, I had to. Um, yeah. Do you know what I had to, uh, last year? We, we we did an awesome show um, with Eric Paulson, and that's what we spoke about for a good hour. Because you know he'd done the stuntman thing and been around, and he yeah, was there. Yeah, that's right. He was there at uh, um, the day that uh, Bruce Lee, uh, not Bruce Lee, sorry, Brandon Lee, Brandon, um, when yeah. it all went south on the on the crow and all that. And yeah, that was a great show. Man. Yeah, Love yeah. That have day. you ever seen? Have you ever? Have you ever listened to my my podcast with Eric? No, no, I don't know. You did, oh, right? Oh man, I'm telling you, right? If Send you, that you, to you, me, you, please. You, well, you're gonna love it, right? Because we start talking about the Stargate under the Hoover Dam, and decalcifying your third eye, taking ayahuasca. Man, it was the greatest yeah, was the, yeah. podcast ever I did. It was unbelievable. Eric, something else. Did man. he tell you some ghost he stories? I was, he was shitting myself when he was telling me his ghost stories in California. Where he's, his oh, roommate. oh, oh, oh. oh man. Yeah. He's great. But, uh, what, uh, little anecdote I've got to tell you, which is probably about the only cool thing I've ever done in my life. I went to the UFC in Minneapolis when Lesnar fought Heath Herring. Do you remember? I was there. Oh, You're nice. kidding. I was there. No way. I was being in. I, I, I went to the after party with Eric and Hegan Machado. Oh. Um, yeah, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan and Eddie Bravo were there. And then Brock walked in with Sable. And wow. uh, I was jet lagged. And I, I might as well admit, I was I drunk off my ass drunk as well. Ah. Uh, but but I, in, in my defense, I blame Hegan Machado for drinking, <sighs> drinking vodka and whiskey. And Guinness nice. with me for that. Oh, but uh, nice. that, was, that was like the coolest day ever. But Eric started telling me that there was a disembodied ghost over my shoulder. And wow. I was like, uh, right. And then yeah, I came out with a remark about there being far, far too many spirits in me already. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, well, for a drunk Irishman, it was a pretty fucking good quip, I thought. Uh, yeah, yeah that, well stated. That, yeah, that was pretty. That was that's like the coolest night I ever had. Yeah. But I got, I got interviewed for uh, uh, who was it? It was one of the big channels, and uh, they heard my accent. They interviewed me, and they really should not have interviewed me because I was like the worst ever. I just came over like a serial killer, you know, because I was jet lagged yeah. and drunk. But it was, yeah, that, that's my uh, that's really my only claim to fame. Yeah, but Eric is something Beautiful. else, man. I think Love he that is. guy. Send me that Eric, interview. Eric with uh, Greg Nelson as well on my show. Anyway, oh, go Greg's ahead, John. Cool Wrap it up. Yeah, Greg's a he great is. guy. Greg is great. Well, there you have it, guys. UFC 243 yeah. in the books. Great night of fights down under. Great questions from you all, as always. Um, and great guests here on the roundtable. Let me extend my thanks to our guests here today. Starting with the man who's always over the top, under the influence here at Sober October. It's Mr. Bill Welker. Bill, let everyone know, man, all about MMA on the rocks. Oh, thanks for having me on, John. I know it's been a while, but uh, I definitely miss doing the show. I appreciate you inviting me back. Uh, you guys can, can catch my podcast, MMA on the Rocks, uh, on any podcast platform at YouTube or, you know, shoot me a line on social media. I will be the next two weeks. I'll be at uh, UFC Fight Night 161 in Tampa, and then the next week I'll be at 
BKFC, the Bare Knuckle Boxing Championship in Tampa as well. Ooh, so wait. send me a note on uh, social media if you're going to be at either of those things, and uh, we'll link up and have a beer and uh, have a good time. Thanks again, John. Awesome stuff, man. To my man, Mr. Mick Tully, always a blast, mate. Let everyone know where to check you out, so thanks again for coming on. You, you, can, you can catch my platform, catch my uh, my podcast on any of the platforms or on www.mixmartialarts.com. You can also find me on Woma TV. You can find all my interviews on there. Uh, we've got some great interviews coming up in the next upcoming magazine, one with Kyron Gracie on how he's going to use Wing Chun in the cage and also what his uh, views are on uh, Keenan Cornelius and Hicks and Gracie only being a tough purple belt. But yeah, catch me on any social media and I promise I will try not to offend you. <laughs> awesome, man. To my man, Mr. Kevin Joan. Kevin, it feels like it's been too long, mate. Uh, never leave it this long again, right? Um, but a pleasure as always, mate. Love getting your time. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, I'm, I'm currently homeless on the uh, MMA broadcast in front, but I am going to be hollering at MMA on the rocks to uh, apply for... I, I need a... Maybe I'll start a GoFundMe for a ticket so I can get down there and watch that bare knuckle fight with him. <laughs> I'm in. But that, that's maybe we can start sweepstakes on MMA on the rocks. That, that's all I'm gonna represent today, baby. Superb, mate. Finally, to Mr. Colin Crandall, always delighted to get your insights. So let everyone know where to check out the awesome MMA power. Up. Thank you so much, John. It's always a pleasure. This is a, a really fun show. I was really glad to be part of. So, <clears throat> MMA Power Hour, <clears throat> if I can talk here, uh, is uh, is seen on Fight TV. F I T E TV. Uh, it's an app you can download for free uh, all over the world, and the show is free, and we'd love to have you jump in and give your opinions and comments, and, uh, you know, of course, that's only if you think the show is great. If not, then we don't worry about it. No, I'm kidding. You can always <laughs> give whatever comments you want. Um, we have an archive of, uh, of about 100 uh, two-hour shows on Facebook, and we're still throwing some up there occasionally, so MMA, MMA Power Hour on Facebook. And uh, we're going to be cage-side at UFC Boston. Uh, I'll be there personally, so if anyone's going to be there and wants to connect, I'll have a, have a drink on me or a lunch or a dinner. And uh, really appreciate uh, the invite, uh, John. Always a pleasure. Your shows are uh, one of the best out there. Thank you, brother. And if you've liked this podcast, be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Um, we'll be on almost every Sunday talking MMA. Go to facebook.com forward slash martial arts chat. Give us a like there. Uh, or follow us on Twitter at martial arts chat. Sober October is just beginning. And um, we'll be back with the next round table uh, for the preview in USC 244, the bad motherfucker title in it. BMF title. So hopefully well, we'll be closer to the end of Sober October by then. So it's quite day closer to getting a drink. But in the meantime, I'm John Boy McElroy, and I'll catch you next time on the round table. Change your heart.